cancer, diabetes, obesity, hypertension and asthma are all examples of non-communicable diseases and sadly these diseases are the leading cause of death globally. But do they really affect us here in Africa and are Africans really living with these diseases? Find out here at the African NCD Champions Podcast as we share incredible stories of Africans living with non-communicable diseases. My name is Ogweno Steven and I'll be your host. Let's roll! Right, uh, thank you very much for agreeing to come on the podcast today. Thank you. And. Uh, Again, we are talking about NCDs, COVID-19, and our experiences during the pandemic, but also the lessons that we learned. Yeah. But before we get into the details of all of that, let us uh, do a bit of an introduction. So, give us an introduction to yourself. Who are you? What do you do? And all of that. Okay, thank you, Stephen. My name is uh, Moses Omondi. I'm a cancer survivor, specifically bone cancer. It's a rare type of cancer. Uh, I'm a volunteer. Mm -hmm. I can say I'm a man of many hearts. I'm mm -hmm. a volunteer. I do sports. Mm -hmm. That is amputee football. I do graphics. Mm -hmm. So, but my main main passion is around NCDs because I can say that uh, NCDs now that's my family mm -hmm. because after being diagnosed, they accommodated me, and now I started my new journey mm -hmm. as a person living with non-communicable diseases. Mm -hmm. So I was diagnosed back in 2014, I was still uh, in high school, still a young boy, so I was confused at first, I didn't know what was going on. I started experiencing like a, like small small pain around the knee joint, mm -hmm. my right leg now. Mm -hmm. So I went back home one day and told my parents like, hey, nikona kauchungu, I don't know what's going on. And they told me, I know you boys, you like playing football, maybe you got an injury. So just take a warm water and rub. Mm -hmm. So I did that the first day. I went back to school the second day. It wasn't going away. So as time went by, now the pain was becoming like now massive. Mm -hmm. So I told them like, eh, this thing is not going away. Mm -hmm. And they told me, I will check. Don't know what that is, but maybe take some painkillers. Mm -hmm. So one day when I was on a parade, I fainted. Mm. And then my dad was called to school and uh, because already he had an idea mm -hmm. what was happening, he took me to Nemo Hospital. We went there, we did some x-ray, but the doctor there saw the x-ray and told us that uh, this is something, we don't know what about it, mm -hmm. we'll refer you to Mama, uh, to Kiambu, mm -hmm. go to Kiambu, maybe you'll see a doctor there and he'll explain. Mm -hmm. So. We went back home. The next day we went to Kiambu Hospital. Just on seeing the x-ray, the doctor wrote a referral letter and told us, go to Kenyatta. Mm -hmm. This is beyond us. We went to Kenyatta. Back then there were a lot of stuff that was going around, uh, around the country with accidents. Mm -hmm. Maybe a building has collapsed. So there was a lot of line. Mm -hmm. Casualties come on Monday, come on Monday, like that for like all almost a month mm -hmm. and then Samaki Bati Mzuri we got a bed and uh, the doc now the swelling was big because mm -hmm. each and every day he'll go in a fura mm -hmm. the swelling in you know, Ongezeka yeah mm -hmm. so 
when we go to bed the doctor told us that uh, like we can't say actually what is going on because mm -hmm. these x-rays they were taken some few months mm -hmm. ago so we need to do like a biopsy mm -hmm. to determine what's going on so i went for uh, like a minor surgery mm -hmm. and a biopsy test was done so we were told like uh, this will take like almost a month plus mm -hmm. for you to get the results so instead of you staying in the hospital and the bill piling mm -hmm. we'll just discharge you go back home and then you'll come back mm -hmm. when the results are out so we waited for almost a month plus and eventually the results were out we were called and uh, we were in the doctor's office he told my dad like we've seen something this is it was like a tumor at first but now this is they called it it's osteosarcoma mm -hmm. it's a rare type of cancer it's a bone cancer and uh, where it has reached the only solution is amputation because mm -hmm. now the swelling was big the size of my head mm -hmm. big so we were told uh, the only solution here is amputation mm -hmm. because where the like where it has reached we can't save the leg mm -hmm. so for us to save his life Mm -hmm. He'll have to go through amputation. On hearing that, I just went out. I was emotional. You're still a young boy questioning. Mm -hmm. Why? What, why, why, why? Mm -hmm. God, why me at this point? Mm -hmm. And by then, I heard Nilkona Jolik, if you have cancer, that's it. Mm -hmm. That's the end. You're out. You're out. So, mm -hmm. on hearing that, like, what? We went back home. Like, my family, my mother, dad started giving me some talk, like, just mm -hmm. encouraging me just go through it it's not the end of life you know mm -hmm. so it reached a point where now the swelling was it reached a point where you feel mm -hmm. it going in and out and then the doctor told us you need to be readmitted mm -hmm. because this is not good and if it continues like this this thing will burst mm -hmm. and if it bursts that's the end mm -hmm. so i went back to the hospital and uh, now my blood pH was low mm -hmm. so I had to be donated some blood but now that swelling was mm -hmm. sucking the blood in the body mm -hmm. even if they donate they add still nothing mm -hmm. so the doctor told us that uh, for what we'll do we'll take that blood mm -hmm. with you to the to theater and when we operate with you we'll just now be adding you blood mm -hmm. because if we do it this way it's that swelling mm -hmm. is just continuous yeah so I went in on 7th of 7th, mm -hmm. 2014, I was amputated and so when the swelling was around the knee joint mm -hmm. but it was removed up, up the thigh, mm -hmm. just to make sure that the cells has just spread to the mm -hmm. other part of the body. So I went through operation, I stayed in the hospital for like another month and then I was discharged. So when I was discharged, I was told you need to come here for like chemotherapy and radiotherapy just to confirm mm -hmm. it is it's truly out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and for that, by then, NHIF uh, uh, wasn't paying mm -hmm. outpatient services. Mm -hmm. So we had to pay like uh, three weeks, we had to have like 10,000 shillings mm -hmm. for those services. Mm -hmm. It was a burden to the family, we had spent like each and every coin that mm -hmm. the family had because my mom was just a house help my dad was doing carpentry mm -hmm. and that so it was a burden so we decided like 
we went for the first session mm -hmm. but after that my mom and my dad we sat down and we said like ah this is too much for us mm -hmm. If the operation was successful and everything, let's just believe that it's it, gone. It's gone. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I stayed for like that whole year and then I went back to school. I was in form two by then. Mm -hmm. So I was supposed to go to form three. Mm -hmm. So I had already lost a year. So I went back. When going back, I was ready to repeat, but uh, the head teacher told me that you're a bright student and uh, with this new journey that you've started, with your friends, they were coming to visit you and everything, mm -hmm. you can't repeat because you'll feel lonely. Mm -hmm. They were with you, you need to go like together and finish. So you just go, continue, and if you fail, mm -hmm. you'll come back and you'll repeat and you'll take care of everything. Mm -hmm. So I continued to form four and uh, I finished back in 2015. And uh, since then, I haven't experienced anything. I can mm -hmm. say it's been eight wonderful years of a new journey and a new life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, interesting. Uh, and uh, it's a risk that your parents took with uh, not going through, and was like, nothing is happening. Ah, we are good. We are good. Nothing is happening. We are good until you know, seven, eight years later, like. Huh? It went well. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was a risk, but there's a time I went back to the same doctor mm -hmm. and I asked him and he told me that uh, for you, like operation was the major thing. Mm -hmm. So for this other chemotherapy and radiotherapy was just for confirmation. Mm -hmm. But uh, where we amputated you, it was way, way, way above mm -hmm. the affected area. Mm -hmm. So. Just was, that was just for confirmation. So it yeah. was less likely that it would have spread anywhere. Yeah, yeah, true. Uh, I see. All right. So during COVID-19 period, uh, that was a tough one for everyone. Uh, so what was the experience like now as a as an amputee and uh, you know having gone through bone cancer? Oh, and we actually have hosted in the past another uh, bone cancer survivor. Who we are who actually got the diagnosis very early, and sort of was able to save up the leg. the leg now. Oh. Yeah. So for yourself, now that COVID nineteen came, and uh, we were being told, hey, if you have this disease, it's you. You are done. You are done. Don't, don't even come out. <laughs> what was the experience like, and uh, what? Uh, how did that look like? Okay, when COVID came, I, I can say it was scary first mm -hmm. on hearing that people with these underlying conditions were at risk. But I can say it was like a moment and a time for us as persons living with NCDs just to reflect mm -hmm. and to appreciate life. Mm -hmm. Like uh, now we had a whole year just to reflect, just to have your own time mm -hmm. to check on yourself, just having your self, yeah, like your time. Uh, taking care of your mental health, mm -hmm. but it was scary for us because uh, as for me, I can say I was lucky I got my treatment way way back before COVID-19 mm -hmm. But I had friends who were going through that during the mm -hmm. COVID-19 era They were they had their clinics, you know mm -hmm. their medication. So having those curfews and lockdowns like it was hard for them even moving from one point to another just going for medication mm -hmm. we even lost a friend mm -hmm. because of that he was unable to access his medication and i can say as a country like when something comes up focus on that and 
mm-hmm. neglect the other. Mm-hmm. We were focusing on COVID-19 and we dropped everything, and we else. Dropped everything else. Uh, forget, uh, we were forgetting that uh, for us, NCDs are our pandemic, our mm-hmm. daily, daily pandemic. Mm-hmm. But we were focusing on this one that has knocked on our door, forgetting mm-hmm. on the other one that was already in the house. Mm-hmm. So it was very, it was a tough time for us as a country, as persons with NCDs, like, it was really tough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and what would you say uh, are some of the learnings that uh, we learned past the pandemic? Did we learn anything? And, and if we learned something, what would you say that uh, we picked up from COVID-19 as a lesson, especially in terms of taking care of us as people living with exceeds? Okay, I can say we learned as a country, be it positive or negative first. On the positive side, I can say that uh, we were prepared. Mm-hmm after covid came and we had our first like uh, our first case now the government took out the measures and started like uh, having the measures to curb uh, the spread of the virus and but another thing is as a country we wait until it's here for us to take action we should have those uh, programs or what do we call them? Yeah, emergency preparations. Emergency preparations, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I've just that before. a committee before. As, uh, for COVID-19, I can say for us it was like a first thing. Mm-hmm. It was new. So we should learn from that. Mm-hmm. Let's prepare for pandemics, for emergencies. But as a country, we've been having droughts and that. So it's not that that new mm-hmm. for us to have pandemics or droughts or floods so mm-hmm. we should prepare before for mm-hmm. instead of us waiting until, until it's here and then reacting, and then to, reacting it. to it we mm-hmm. tend to make more and more mistakes instead of mm-hmm. solving the problem mm-hmm. yeah yeah so final lesson key takeaways uh, what are your key ta- what do you want the people to learn uh, like general normal day guy uh, what do you want them to learn about uh, uh, NCDs or cancer for example and COVID-19 and even taking care of people for example okay I have to take home notes two key notes first I want to say that uh, NCDs there should be people should know the difference between communicable and non-communicable disease Uh, for the general uh, public they tend to like generalize everything mm-hmm. these are all communicable disease mm-hmm. so when they see a person with an NCD like cancer or diabetes they'll, they're scared of you the way they're mm-hmm. scared of person of someone with GB or mm-hmm. HIV so they should get the difference between communicable and uncommunicable these are two different diseases and uh, for an NCD uh, we are one community. Mm-hmm. The moment you are diagnosed or you identify as a person living with an NCD, you are under that umbrella now. Mm-hmm. That name will stick with you for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. So we should learn to accommodate one another, love one another, and uh, just take care of your brother. Mm-hmm. Uh, because uh, we are under one umbrella. This is me having cancer there's someone diabetes but there's no difference we all mm-hmm. we all have these ncds so we should fight for the same same mm-hmm. uh, goal and another thing my point second point i can say to, is to the government like 
invest to protect mm -hmm. invest in your health invest like have let's have more funds towards ncds because uh, a healthy nation you can say a healthy people is a healthy nation mm -hmm. without these people there's no government mm -hmm. so just take care of ncds take, uh, we should have more funding more because if you have more funding we'll have more personnel and mm -hmm. more medicine mm -hmm. instead of when i have cancer I, uh, I'm more worried about my finances, how I'll pay the mm -hmm. bill, mm -hmm. instead of how I'm going to get treatment. But mm -hmm. the moment when the government just channels funds mm -hmm. to health, if I am going through a treatment, my mind like it's just free, I'm at ease, mm -hmm. just thinking it's only treatment, my mm -hmm. bill, my everything is taken care of. We should be like the way they have done with HIV. If mm -hmm. you get an HIV infection now from treatment, diagnosis and everything, it's taken care it's of. Taken care mm -hmm. of. Mm -hmm. That's why nowadays even you see there's less stigma because there's more awareness about mm -hmm. HIV. So that's what we want with NCDs. Let's more have awareness. Let's more have funds to tackle this disease. Mm -hmm. And uh, with that, I'm sure even mental health cases will reduce because the moment I'm diagnosed with cancer, I'll have mental health problems mm -hmm. because I'll be thinking about treatment, I'll be thinking about my finances, my family, you mm -hmm. know. It brings another NCD on board. Yeah. So as governments, just let's have fun, let's uh, protect our people, uh, invest to protect. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right, and that's, I think, that's a very good way to end it, that you need to uh, really invest to protect, both from the government level, but even also from the individual level, yeah, yeah. Uh, to focus on learning about non-communicable diseases, understanding what they are, and also, you know, helping in uh, fighting the diseases. This is true. All right, thank you very much for coming on board. Uh, this was very, uh, this was fun uh, to do, and hopefully we'll be hosting <laughs> you again soon. Thank you so much. All right. All right. Now that was incredible. Thank you for listening in. Share this with your networks and follow us on all social media at Storylink and at NCD Champions. See you on the next one.